This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you who I've met in person have seen my unbelievable dashboards that I built. You know, I'm an analytics-like crazy person. I love the data. And I love presenting the data in beautiful dashboards that my team can use on their mobile devices, their phones, and TVs throughout the office. Now, the way I do this without having to hire a big development team is at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. It's using a company called Clipfolio, and I'll tell you more later on in the show how I use them. It's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. This is episode 642. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from John Ferreira, the CEO of Nimble CRM. They passed $1.5 million in annual recurring revenue last year, now doing about 200 grand in monthly recurring revenue as the CRM space really heats up. Will he win? Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here. My guest this morning is Ben Canty. He's a San Francisco entrepreneur who's passionate about solving problems and charging, changing lives through technology. He teaches entrepreneurship and lean methodology at universities, high schools, and corporations in his free time, and he's launching some badass technology with a handful of mad geniuses in the parking space. Ben, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, Nathan. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for coming on. So the company is called parkevergreen.com. Tell us what it does and, and how do you make it sustainable? How do you make money? Definitely. Well, um, we are revolutionizing the way that parking is sold and managed at airports. Um, airports currently use a whole stack of services, suppliers, vendors, contractors, hardware, all of it completely outdated. Uh, we come in and clean up that entire mess with our simple software solution. So it's pretty cool. So are you helping the airports manage it better with like data or are you helping consumers find the open spot on an airport faster? It's actually both. Um, so we use geolocation technology to bring physical parking online where it can be managed with our cloud-based control panel. And then uh, travelers, business travelers, frequent travelers can use our mobile app to find, reserve, pay for parking, um, and then even find their car uh, when they get back from their trip. So what's the business model? I mean, is this a marketplace model? Um, it is a bit. However, the marketplace is a little easier than some because people show up to the airport and they have to park. So. Yeah. User acquisition is a little bit easier um, on our side. Um, never easy to get people to download an app, but a little easier in this case. And then uh, it's more focused on bookending the traveler experience um, for us. That's what we're truly passionate about. Um, all of us came from consulting backgrounds, traveling three, four times a month. So uh, something we were all pretty passionate about. Well, so so let's get more kind of clear on the model before I get more into your story. So like, tell me about the last dollar of revenue you made. Like who, who paid it and how'd you make it? Um, well, the last dollar of revenue we made was actually when we were running our off-street parking. We started this as like the classic fine pay for parking, but street, you know, street parking, sure. surface lots, parking garages. So we switched our model in December and started going after airports pretty hard. Um, we've got three deals booked, and um, those are kind of under a cone of silence because we're working with cities. So I can't go into too much detail, um, but we'll book our first revenue in June, and we'll actually move from zero to about $170,000 in MRR starting in July. And then keep scaling from there. So pretty exciting. Yeah, and that's booked, right? Like you have contracts signed for the 177 and MRR? Cool. Uh, yes, those contracts will be signed in the next week and a half, which is why I can't really discuss too much. Okay, got it. So you're not quite at the finish line, but it feels good. 
Um, yeah, it's one of those moments where you realize you've got product market fit, um, which goes way beyond just market um, timing. You know, the top U.S. airports, actually most U.S. airports right now are launching uh, five to 20 year modernization projects, which include, you know, massive budgets, but also a focus on parking. And then even though it sounds fluffy, the traveler experience, which is really important to them now. Why is there so much this is, you know, don't be offended by this. But like for me, uh, I learned very quickly when I go on like a seven day trip here in Austin and I go park my car at the airport and I leave and it costs me between 60 and 80 dollars to leave my car there each time it's much cheaper to get the uber ride for 15 bucks to the airport and when I land another 15 so it's 30 versus 80 why are you going all in on parking I mean are, are do you, you don't think kind of Lyft and uber and these companies are going to eat that market up um, you know, there's an interesting balance there. You've got a lot of frequent travelers who live too far away for that to be a cost-effective solution. And because our average um, customer is a business traveler, they're only gone for three to four days on average. Um, and so when you look at that price compared to taking an Uber or Lyft both directions, it's actually cheaper to go and park. And remember, too, that these are business travelers, so they're getting reimbursed as well. Um, and they've been they've been, you know, writing these off um, to their travel account for many years. So it's something that they're used to paying. Um, there's no change there. And in fact, the demand for parking is increasing. The modernization projects that I mentioned at the top 20 airports, they all have um, parking expansion projects. And these are based on a 15 airport study that was completed last year um, in partnership with the U.S. government and, you know, some of these top airports. And it really does show that um, parking demand is increasing. Uh, fascinating enough. And now, is that I mean, are you is that normalizing out for things like population gain in a city or general population growth or like maybe per, like is the I don't know what the metric is. Is it per capita airport car per month? Right. Is that number going up? It is. Yeah. What's happening is, you know, travel uh, tends to get a little cheaper each year, um, surprisingly. And uh, more people are traveling. And so your your millennial demographic, I think we just took over um, as the most frequent business and pleasure travelers. And uh, that demographic or that demographic and the ones younger are going to continue to increase based on at least the current studies that we've been looking at yeah. and what airports are looking at. So overall, employments are growing by six percent. That means people boarding a plane that's growing by a really nice, steady six to eight percent, um, give or take the airport annually um, and that's driving parking growth up anywhere from four four to five percent per airport per year interesting um what you drew found the company in uh we founded it in 2016 okay and then you said you were doing the on-street parking i guess for a year or so and then and then you pivoted was it not working uh yeah we didn't want to compete with um parking meters and pay machines and you know that's something that uh, a lot of our competitors at the time your spot heroes park um, it's something that they're they're going to continually have to deal with is how do you get that? How do you get consumers to switch over from using, you know, this 80, 70 year old process to using a mobile app? Interesting. It, so, I mean, it wasn't to, just to make that short and clear. You weren't making money in that business. You had to pivot. Um, we were making money. It how was much? just not uh, during that time we were making yeah. Uh, a couple thousand dollars a month. And this was on a single pilot. Okay. And so let's call it what you made 36,000 bucks in 2016 on this model top line, uh, top line, 15,000, 50. Okay. 15,000. And, and who did you have to pay for? Like, uh, do you have to pay meter companies or anyone else to get those rights? Like what was your biggest costs? Um, our biggest cost was user acquisition. Um, so we we're doing direct sales to office managers. We we're trying a monthly parking option for employees in downtown urban areas. 
And uh, that was that was a kind of our strategy for getting uh, past the user acquisition hurdle for kind of your hourly parkers, people coming out at night and such. We were like, okay, let's establish a baseline, get monthly parkers to fill our spaces during the day, reoccurring revenue, count on it, and then we can have a little more relaxation around getting those hourly users. Um, it's just a it's a tough market. Um, people are used to their options, and um, it was something that investors, particularly, and why we really pivoted is that uh, investors are kind of tired of the mobile app uh, parking solution. Uh, a lot of people in the space, some people being successful, Who's anybody winning? that's invested in Spot Hero and okay. ParkWiz are the two biggest ones. And, and yeah. so, okay, so, so you investors, piv- go ahead. I was going to say you pivoted, oh, but so you said yeah. you were tying it back to investors. How much have you raised? Um, so far, 150K from 500 startups. Okay, got it. Good, good, good. And so I assume that was just the convertible note, the typical 5% for what, 7 or 150K? Uh, correct. Yeah. Yep. So yep. far bootstrapped until then. Cool. Very cool. And what's your team size now? Uh, we've got a team of eight. So co-founders, there's five of us. Um, so it's a pretty uh, stacked five team. co-founders. Yep. Woo. Yeah. It's awesome. I do not um, want to be, I do not want to be at that coffee shop when the, how do we split up equity conversation comes up? Uh, it's, it's already happened, but the nice how'd thing you do is, that? Uh, we actually did it flat across the board. This team's pretty badass. You just um, divide by five. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Come on. Okay. Now some, some people listening will go, Oh, that's so lazy. They must have poor communication skills. They won't really talk about who's going to bring more or less value. How would you, how would you kind of counter that? Um, I'd counter it by, you know, we are bootstrapped. So my, my two devs that are co-founders, they've been building everything for free. I've been closing deals and getting money and, you know, doing the strategy for free. Our branding and growth expert has been building this and making this shit beautiful. And our, uh, our COO has been making sure everything's balanced and, a uh, high level of attention to detail to legal stuff. So it's a it's such a balanced team and nobody's asked for pay or reimbursement. Everybody's in it to win it for as long as we're in it. So it's uh, it's hard to find a team like that. And we've all made pretty big sacrifices. So it was an easy decision. So let's just real quick go. Let me ask this question. So no one's asking for pay. I imagine maybe some people are married or have kids or have expenses. How are you? How are you covering? How are people covering those expenses? Sure. So last year it was a lot of contract work. So a lot of us were just picking up gigs or, um, you know, a couple of us have full or had full-time jobs. So, um, yeah, it, it was just kind of like how, how much work can we put into this? Uh, when we, when we launched in uh, late summer last year, um, a couple of us had to come on board full-time to make sure things worked and, um, yeah, it's but for been, free, oh, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so are, what's, yeah. are you married? Do you have kids? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, two of our co-founders are single like me with, with our kids, and then three of them are married with kids and houses and all that. So um, a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, interesting. And is, are they just, I mean, are basically going off savings of past jobs or consulting gigs on the side? Exactly, both. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So now is a pivotal time for you. You pivot away from kind of the on-street parking model. You did about 15,000 top line in 2016 to kind of this airport model, which it sounds like you're going to ramp up here quickly. You've got contracts out, maybe about 170 grand in monthly recurring revenue fairly fast. Don't talk about any specific city, but what is the model? Like, let's say Nathan Latka City is a city. What are you going to charge me for kind of putting your stuff at my airport? Definitely. Well, because we replace so much um, outdated crap at the airport, um, we come in and we charge a flat fee per space. Um, and that's right now for our current airport deals, the the first initial. So we're giving a lot of stuff away for free. But as you know, trying to get your first big couple clients, you have to you have to wiggle a little bit um, to close those deals. So it's a flat fee that we charge per space that we're managing per month. Um, okay. And it depends on market, but on average, we're right around um, $100 per space. Okay, so flat fee 
per space per month of a hundred bucks. Yep. Okay. Got it. Uh, uh, and what I have no idea what this number is. What's the average <laughs> airport have in terms of spaces? You'd be shocked. Your average top 10 airports managing over 18,000 parking spaces. 18,000. And some of them are have twice or triple that. Holy mackerel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you add up all the airports in the, in the United States, how many, what's your total like market size there? How many parking spots? Our market size, as far as uh, spaces, um, I kind of stop at the top 20, um, just because it, at that point, you just kind of get past um, like the 80 20 rule. Yeah, but you're looking at over 4 million parking spaces. That's incredible. Just in the US? Correct. Okay, so so got it. So for, look, the good thing about this kind of market is people say, what's your addressable market? It's actually very easy to calculate, right? The good news is exactly. someone's, someone's going, if you get a, an investor might go, if you get 100% of that market, it's still not a multi-billion dollar company. I'm not interested. Uh, so you probably have other ideas for kind of revenue expansion. Again, I'm Nathan Lack of the city. How else are you going to get money from me? Um, well, you know, I talked about bookending the traveler experience. So something that's really cool about our tech is um, when a when a traveler is booking their flight, they're booking their parking at the same time in advance. So they're reserving their space. 24 hours, we shoot a check-in notice just like a plane or just like a flight. And then um, two hours before your flight, we're saying, hey, we've mapped the fastest route to the airport um, and we can actually do traffic routing. So we're routing you the fastest way into the airport through the facility to your exact parking space. And then other products and features we're rolling out this summer will be shuttle tracking so we know exactly when your shuttle's arriving. So I want to be able to tell our travelers Okay, when you leave your house, by the time you get to the uh, terminal, it'll be it'll take you this exact amount of time because we know when the shuttle's coming, how long the walks are. Um, we're working on patenting a product that will track security lines, so wait times, um, really accurately. So that's another product that we can sell to Homeland Security. We can sell to airports. Um, but more importantly, our vision and why we're doing this is I want a traveler to know when they look at their phone in the morning before they leave their house, what time will they arrive at the gate ready to get on the plane? Mm -hmm. So, Ben, like when I think to myself, like if you just give me that pitch and I'm going, hmm, should I install the app or not? I'm thinking, eh, you know, Google Maps does it for me. I get there. And, yeah, it's going to take me a minute or two to go around and find a spot. And, yeah, I might have to, like, walk to a shuttle. But, like, I don't know that that's such a, a big enough pain point that I'm actually going to go install the application. How many people have installed the app so far? Um, Nobody. Okay, so you're waiting to get these airports deals done to install the app. Yeah, we start user acquisition in March for the contracts that we've done. Um, the nice thing is, like I said, people have to park with us. So what we're doing actually is a little clever thing we learned from Venmo. Um, we're using SMS initially. So if you want to come in and park, that's great. You can use the mobile app and park in this fancy little VIP area we have set up that's kind of annexed, but um, we're going to be using SMS. So you can text um, a short code, you get a reserved space, you can pay for it. Um, and then, of course, we can follow up with download the app if you like this experience. Um, and keep in touch with them that way. But Wait, so you, so, so you just said you when these airports are signing contracts with you, you're getting an exclusive? Anyone that parks there has to park through your app no matter what? Um, for the, the spaces annexed for Park Evergreen, correct. And eventually we'll take over entire facilities. And so the only way to park will be to use Park Evergreen. Okay, got it. So if you add up the total spaces across all these three airports you have deals with, what percentage of spaces are they allocating to you? Um, for the initial pilots, we're doing 500 spaces. Um, and so after those, because it's a city, we're going to do research, case study, white paper on all of that. Um, Percentage-wise, though, how, how much of, that, of the total spots is it? Um, our pilots are, I mean, negligible percentage. Um, okay. But our contracts, our contracts talk about an expansion plan. Um, and based on success metrics, which we're ironing out, um, we'll be expanding across these airports. 
and ideally get capturing about 85 to 90 percent of the parking facilities. Well, so Ben, so how do you guys have thought about this? I'm sure. So I'm curious what the answer is. Same question. If Nathan Latka, the city is one of these early signers and I'm someone that uses Nathan Latka City Airport a lot. How are you going to like how are you going to convince me to download the app to do this? And in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, Google Apps plus a minute or two to find the parking, et cetera. Like what gets people over that hump? Sure. Um, I, so I mentioned SMS. Nobody's going to download this when they get to the airport. You're in a rush. You're trying to park. Um, and so we've got a we've got a SMS system that's built in. So as soon as you pull in the airport and you take a ticket from the gate, you're getting a Park Evergreen ticket that has a short code on it. And you can actually just type in and pay for your parking through text message for everybody then, or just for your spots. Everybody. Got it. OK, so you're building some kind of software into that little ticket machine that where I have to take it when the gate opens. Exactly. Um, and you have the option to just pay as normal with that ticket, or if you'd rather pay ahead of time and get out faster through an express exit line, you can pay ahead of time with Park Evergreen via the text. Got um, it. And then we've got that number where we can text you, hey, if you like this, download the app. Um, you know, I don't need to go into all those details, but I think you got the idea. Like I told you guys at the top of this episode, I have amazing data. And you guys know from my interview style, I love data. But what I love more than data is making it actionable via beautiful dashboards that I can view on my phone, on my TVs in my living room, or even on my laptop as I'm traveling. And the company that I use to create these dashboards, which pulls in data from my Libsyn backend, my Google Analytics backend, Salesforce, and other data sources is called Clipfolio. You can see an example executive dashboard or my social media command center or my web metrics dashboard at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. And you can try it there for free for three months. It's Clipfolio. You can try it free for three months. Everybody else has to pay. So you get it free for three months. Alan's a good friend. He's the CEO of the company. He came on the show. I said, I love your product. Can I feature it? So NathanLacka.com forward slash analytics. Go check it out now. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay. Again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Yep. I got it now. Very good. Okay. Ben, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, probably the uh, Rough Riders. God, the I, who wrote it's it by Theodore Roosevelt. It's not really a business book, but it tells you everything you need to know. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, as always, uh, Elon Musk. And it's probably a standard answer, but he's real badass. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like HostGator? Uh, yes, where number Email tracking. Yeah, that was a good, that's a good one. We actually, guys, if you're interested in, uh, if you're interested in Yesware or kind of how their model works, we had Matt Bellows on uh, back in episode, what episode was that? That would have been episode 172. So NathanLacker.com forward slash 172. They just passed a $16 million annual run rate last year with a goal to pass 30 million here shortly. All right, number four. Yes, uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night, Ben? Eight and a half. That's pretty good. And what's your situation? Well, you're single, right? No kids? 
Uh, no kids. Uh, I've got a long-term relationship with a partner. Uh, she's amazing. But, okay, so uh, not married. Yeah. All right. Not married. Not married, zero kids, and how old are you? 33. All right, last question. Take us back 13 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Hmm. Um, execute faster. <laughs> <laughs> to, to guys, there you have it from Ben. He wishes he could execute faster. Again, building Park Evergreen with about 177 grand of MRR, about to be booked with three airports, about 500 spaces per airport. Their business model is charging 100 bucks per month, uh, per space uh, at each airport. Again, a big scalable model, 4 million parking spots at the top 20 airports just in the United States. They have eight employees, five co-founders, they spent equity 20% each, about $150,000 raised from the 500 Startups program. Ben, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. It was awesome. If you enjoyed Ben today, go back and listen to James Sweeney yesterday. James has sold over $25 billion in terms of companies he's founded and exited in the medical technology space. He's raised over $2 billion throughout his lifetime, and he's now sitting on a new bet in the phototherapy space. So will it be a billion-dollar bet? We'll see. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.